We're on a little bit of a tight schedule this morning because immediately following this morning's service in the cutting of the Vasilopita, we have to run to the beach. I always forget the name of this. What is it called? Bar Beach? Bar Beach in Port Washington area to throw the cross for Epiphany with some neighboring churches. So my remarks will be short. Er. Well, we came off of like probably the most beautiful three weeks in a row because Christmas fell on Sunday, then New Year's fell on a Sunday, we began the year off on the right foot, and then here we are today, the Sunday after Epiphany. And this is closing, if you will, the cycle of these major feasts of the Lord. So it's kind of a bittersweet sensation that we're feeling because the intensity of the season now is slowly, liturgically, winding down, if you will. And today, our Lord calls out, you know, we had seen over the previous days John the Baptist down at the Jordan River preaching and teaching the people and primarily calling them to repentance. The voice of John, the voice of the one in the wilderness, was a voice which was telling people, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was his message. And we read now, in today's gospel, the first words uttered out of Christ's mouth at the age of 30 when he comes to his public ministry, the first words, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We see this focusing both on the side of John and on the side of Christ, to repentance. Now, I try to convey to the children today this kind of image of repentance because we, big kids, normally think of repentance as something to be feared, to run away from, like, oh my God, I have to actually say what I did as if God doesn't already know what you have did. He already knows. He sees every millisecond of our lives. We're not going to hide from him. So repentance is a gift it's a joyous thing to return back to God. And as I like to say, it's literally, it's a spiritual U-turn. I'm going that way, and I missed the exit. Now I'm turning back, and I'm going to drive that way. And repentance, in our understanding as Orthodox, the word repentance doesn't convey the Greek meaning. We've spoken about this. The idea of metanoite, first of all, it's a continuous action. Jesus didn't say, repent once and for all. He said, metanoite, be in this constant movement posture of, of repentance. But what repentance doesn't give you the Greek meaning. Metanoite means taking the way you think and changing the way you think. That's what repentance is in Greek. It's a change of thinking. And you've heard me say many times that if you don't change the way you think, Nothing, absolutely nothing in your life will change. Think about that. I can change my zip code. I can change my clothes. I can change my husband, my wife. I can change my car. I can change my job. But if this guy doesn't change, nothing in your life is going to be different. You're going to be just as depressed, miserable, whatever the case is. So Christ is saying, 
His message, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And just the verse before, the evangelist Matthew says to us, which is a beautiful, beautiful passage from an Old Testament prophet named Isaiah. It says, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and those who sat in the region and and shadow of death, light, I add, has finally dawned. Christ coming into the world, Christ is the light of the world. I said to the kids, you cannot tell your filthiness unless you're in the light. Isn't it true if I'm in a dark room and I'm wearing dirty clothes, who sees it? Nobody sees it. And this is why the fathers of the church say, the person who gets closer and closer to God understands more and more his own sinfulness or her own sinfulness. And the fathers of the church, believe it or not, go as far to say that it is a greater act for you to see who you really is in terms of your fallenness, your sinfulness, than it is to raise someone from the dead. Raising someone from the dead is like 10 points. Seeing who you really are is like 1,010. This is nothing. This is what matters. Because we can do this, and if we don't have this, we're in big trouble. We're not going to make it. So Christ says, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Come to me into the light. I fear, as it happened to me when I was reading the passage, we have the who, me syndrome? I have to repent. I'm a good person. I didn't kill anyone. You know, I mind my business. You know, I'm a pretty good guy. I don't like cheap people at work. It's the who, me syndrome. All of us, you know what I'm going to say, are not as spectacular as we think we are. This is the reality, friends. If somebody wants to see how not spectacular I am, you can simply ask my wife. And you can simply, the people who are closest to you probably know you the best. And trust me, they have a lot to say about you. There's a funny story where a woman, no offense to women, a man, it could have been a man, went to confession. I'll say it was a man. A man went to confession. And he started saying all these things about his wife. And this and that, and she whined, and man, the kingdom. So the priest, when he came time to read the prayer of forgiveness, he said, instead of the servant of God, Christo, he said, the sins are forgiven of the handmaiden of God, Maria, which was his wife's name. And he goes, Pater, how you read the prayer like that? I came to confession. He goes, no, no, your wife confessed today. When you want to confess for real, come back, and I'll confess you and read you the prayer. So the who me, why me, what did I do? I'm innocent. As we move closer to the light of Christ, this is the sequence. It's not I repent and then I'll go to Jesus. It's you're going to allow for the light of Christ. You're going to pull the curtain which hides your heart and you're going to allow that light to shine and then you repent once you've seen what's hidden underneath. Now, oftentimes, again, like I said to the kids, sometimes a friend 
can see some destructive behavior that we're doing, some hurtful behavior. You know, sometimes, and forgive me, sometimes spouses can be very vicious towards one another, right? And, and you know, there's an intercession of a third party, and they're like, you know, Jim, what are you doing? You can't talk like that. Well, you don't understand if you had to be here. Sometimes it's an outside person who gets rid of your who-me syndrome and says, hey, listen, what are you doing? How come you're speaking like that? Why'd you talk to your kid like that? That's how God allows the light sometimes from him or through other people to reveal what we are inside. So, as not to extend my remarks, please come as you are every Sunday into the light because the light of Christ you're going to say is, Father, what's the light of Christ finally? Like, the simplest thing I can say to you is showing up here because you hear the word of God read from the Bible. If all of us can commit this new year of simply engaging with the word of God to whatever degree we can and whatever frequency we can, beyond just the five minutes on Sunday, when many of us, forgive me, have showed up late. So you've even missed the reading of the gospel. So you don't have that light shining. The word of God becomes illuminating. The psalmist says it in the book of Psalms, your word is a light unto my path. If Christ is the light, he can show you the path in the dark moments of your life. In the dark areas of your heart, he can show you how to get out of there. Your little egos that are hitting there and your little frogs of slandering and gossip, he can illuminate that and help you get out of that. That's the point of coming out. So may we pull back that curtain so God's light can shine in us, in our hearts, in our minds, in our thoughts, and may we continue to show up here to this community. We have made a statement with our stewardship team that our quote this year is, as for me and my house, we will follow the Lord. This is from the Old Testament, Joshua. There was a, a conversation. He was seeing his forthcoming death, and he says to the Israelites, well, who are you going to follow? The gods of these people, the gods of the Amorites, the gods of these beyond the river? And he says, as for me and my family, we're going to follow the Lord. And this is our motto, if you will, for the coming year. As for this community and our house, we're going to follow the Lord. And that means letting his light and being in his light as much as we possibly can in the coming year. Once Christ comes into the heart of a person, friends, they can never be the same. I know you're going to say to me, Father, how's it? Once you have that experience of Christ coming into your heart, your life is forever changed. And it takes patience and repentance, the true sense, U-turns constantly in our life to make it back home. God bless and keep you.